three, two, one. All right. Good morning. My name is Abigail, and this is Tea with Abby, a show that is all about the tea, the truth of what it's like to be a first-time founder. Today is all about what the heck a startup is. Once again, shout out to Capital Factory, my tea sponsor. Oh, the classic H-E-B. This is a lovely um, hibiscus. (sighs) Little herbal tea for us this morning. Uh, I hope you have all had a great week. It has been an eventful one for us, as I'm sure any startup founder feels every single day feels like it's a week long. So the number one thing I've been thinking about, uh, you know, is like, what 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 does it even mean? What What does it even mean to have a startup, you know? So we're going to start with the definition of a startup. A startup is a company that is in the first stage of its operations. These companies are often initially bankrolled by their entrepreneurial founders as they attempt to capitalize on developing a product or service for which they believe there is a demand. And then uh, the key part of this, due to limited revenue or high costs, most of these small-scale operations are not sustainable in the long term without adding funding from venture capitalists. So um, basically myself and my founders, uh, we have been workshopping uh, our, our business idea. We turned that into a business plan and a business model. Then we incorporated, we opened our doors, we started selling, we continue to build and build and build. And now we are at the stage where we are seeking a venture capital. So That's the definition of a startup. Um, What is venture capital? Well, venture capital or a VC, a venture capitalist, someone who does venture capital, is an investor that provides capital to firms exhibiting high growth potential in exchange for an equity stake. Essentially, venture capital Um, is to say we need this money to get to this goal and once we get to this goal we'll be worth that much more and the money that you put in is going to double. For me starting this business uh, was about creating uh, a future for ourselves. So while yes we want to make a living right now we're more oriented on what do the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years look like for our lives and how is what we're creating now Uh, the foundation for our future success. It feels really crazy to say we want to spread all over the world, but that's the truth of it. Um, And so forming a corporation uh, is the first step to doing that. We incorporated. We are a C-Corp. We uh, started our team, right? We got our core founders. Then we collected our board of advisors, which is a team of experts in various categories to sort of guide us through um, developing our business. 
And then from there, uh, we decided that we still need a little more help. We are first-time founders, and so we're going to head to an incubator. Uh, You might have heard this word before, incubator. We are currently also in an accelerator, um, and I'm going to explain the differences of those. The difference is on the purpose. So an incubator is focusing on incubating um, disruptive and innovative ideas to build a feasible business model. So what that looked like from January to April of this year, um, myself and my two co-founders, we were little tiny, snuggly little eggs incubating under some warm light and uh, hashing out all the details of what this vision is. Um, The purpose is to really take your paper napkin idea and turn it into a business model, which is how you plan to make money, how you plan to bring your product to market, um, and how you plan to grow and scale. Really understanding who is going to use your product was part of this incubating program. So that's what we did. Um, It was an incredible experience because we were surrounded by um, mentors that we could fail in front of and get back up on our feet and try again. After the incubator, we had opened our doors for business and we were providing service. We were grinding and out. We were working and working. Um, But then now we had to make a decision. How are we going to take our business from servicing these um, 23 clients and scale to being a mass production? That's why we decided to apply for an accelerator. An accelerator focuses on accelerating or scaling the growth of an already existing and running startup. So essentially, it's taking what we're doing now, giving us the tools, the mentors, and the space to grow that by 10, by 100, by 200. Also, by being here through Capital Factory, um, they essentially are part of our our, our team now, how, how our business is getting started. They own a percentage of our business. Um, and there is an exchange here happening. So um, we're saying, okay, we're investing here our time. This is where we're going to grow and scale. Um, and in return, what you guys get is um, first dibs on any funding rounds in the future. To all of this is to say, wow, we have learned so much. I think one of the number one distinctions that we are still navigating is the balance of working on our business and working in our business. And I'm sure if you're someone who owns um, your own venture out there, you understand what I mean. So working on your business is uh, designing, planning, and refining what the house of your business looks like. And then working in your business is essentially being an employee. You are producing revenue and you're fulfilling product orders. Now, as many first-time founders know, you're wearing many hats at the same time. On most days, you're doing both on and in. And this balance is really delicate and it's vital to figure out because if you spend too much time on one or the other, uh, the business will crumble. If you spend all your time in your business, uh, your business is never actually going to scale because you're marketing your um, content production, um, your your vision won't align with those daily actions. And likewise, if you spend all of your time on your business creating what it looks like, what it feels like, the culture, um, 
you're never going to sell anything and your business won't be able to stay open. So there's been a lot of um, trial and error with this. And I feel that on some days we do it really well and some weeks not so much. I really don't know the secret. And I'd love to hear from other founders. What are the ways that you balance working on and in your business? Myself and Albert, we're still doing one of the most critical roles. It's called the executive producer. They're the one who actively handles the client and walks them through our production process. Um, And because it's our business, our baby, uh, we, one, can't afford to hire anybody else to do it right now. And two, uh, we originated the roles. We know how to do them best. We're not quite prepared to hand those off to other people. Um, So right now we're balancing literally servicing clients and then taking investor meetings and pitching. So... I don't know. I make lists. That's kind of the best way we're handling it right now. Um, But I'd love to hear your thoughts out there if this is something you're doing as well, working on and in as you grow and develop your business. Now, that ties into um, the roles that you can play within your business. And so if you're out there, you might be familiar with the common um, phrases of CEO, COO, CPO, CFO, CRO. Um, You might actually not know what they do. Well, those letters stand for something. And um, there's, uh, they allude to essentially hierarchy, but I'll explain the way that uh, Blended Sense has broken down our roles and how the three of us, our three founders, are handling um, on and in our business um, specific to what we're individually in charge of. So uh, we have our, our core founders. Um, the founders are in charge of vision, mission and values and while we might be playing double roles right now we will always be founders because no matter where we go this is the business we started we'll always have that in our hearts um and then we have um kind of operational functions um right now i am our ceo chief executive officer albert is our coo chief operating officer and georgina is our cpo chief product officer three of us are each responsible for growing, scaling, and storytelling at all times. But in addition to being a founder, um, we have these roles, which means we have some literal duties. My job right now is is funding and um, resources. So I'm constantly just pulling in, okay, this could lead our business to this next step. This person might be a good fit here. Um, and pitching. So telling the story. Um, Georgina is our CPO, which is chief product officer. She is responsible for all things product. Right now, she is leading us through a design sprint, which I'm going to explain in just a moment. That is where um, she's in charge of developing our product. She's in charge of making sure our product um, is building uh, our product is doing what it says it's going to do and um, and the people who are responsible for that product are also doing their jobs right as well and then you have albert our chief operating officer um, and he's in charge of all things operation meaning uh what does it look like when our business opens its doors in the morning and how does the day go down all the way till the final reports of the day so what is a sprint well a sprint um 
is a term used in um, tech development, but essentially means a, cro- a concentrated period of work happening over a set number of days with uh, required check-ins to make sure you're getting a task moved down the line. We are in our first design sprint for our technology, which I just, I really don't have words. Um, you know, a year and a half ago, visualizing oh can you imagine if if a creative could pull up this on their phone and have the shot list right there and blah 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 and it's it's just a template and it shoots right off to the people who need it um going from having that idea to now making hard concrete plans to build it is a dream come true and a massive milestone that we have reached um so what our sprint looks like to get this done it's called discovery sprint um so essentially it's a a, it starts at the top it's a high level overview of everything we want this piece of technology to do all the details all the user stories all the the scenarios that this thing would um be used for who would use it how it would get used the workflow the steps the components of it and then from that, we developed the wireframes, and the wireframes get turned into the tech. And of course, there's a lot more things going on in between there. I just made it sound so much more simple than it is. It's pretty complicated, but in, in essence, um, it is simple. It's people coming together, collaborating, discussing, um, sharing their ideas, pushback, um, you know, really going into gritty details about... Um, the different pieces of what we uh, want this web app and app to accomplish. And it's that much closer to fulfilling um, the vision of what we're dreaming this business to become. <sighs> so many things, but we're going to finish on um, happiness. Happiness as the business model. Coming from a place of happiness as your business model um can sort of guide you, us, um, through the highs and the lows and all the changes. And it can be sort of a consistent, um, reliable thing to fall back on. So what does a happiness business model look like? Well, it's made up of three things. At the top, we have a purposeful company. Is this business doing something that services the public for good? Is their purpose, is their mission, is their drive? Uh, Does it go beyond the money? Then down below, you have an engaged team. People who are excited to build. And then on the third side, we have delighted customers. People who are genuinely happy that the product they are getting does what it says. The people who are servicing them are doing what they say they're going to do and they don't feel that their dollars are just going towards another subscription from purposeful company to engaged team is leadership so in what ways does leadership facilitate an engaged team knowing that man they got purpose every day the connector between engaged team and delighted customers is relationships Because if our customers feel that the people who are taking care of them every single day uh, are invested in their success and vice versa, 
the employees, our engaged team know that these customers value the work that they're doing, this relationship is going to flow. And then finally, from delighted customers to purposeful company, we have loyalty. And how is loyalty built? Well, it's built through uh, authenticity and transparency. It's built through knowing um, that our company has a larger purpose than just to put the money back into our investors' pockets. It's to delight our customers and our customers know that they are spending their money in a purposeful place. That is the happiness business model. So, wow, we just covered a lot today in in this tea. Um, I got to take a little sip myself. Maybe you learned something you didn't know before. Um, I really hope you did. So the statement sip on this episode three is quality means doing it right when nobody is looking. That is it for the Tea with Abby week three. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for watching Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned. (laughs) Smack that like button. See that like button? Smack it. Thanks so much for watching an episode of Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned with new episodes all year long. And if you want to learn more about Blended Sense, visit us at our website, www.blendedsense.com, or follow us on social at Blended Sense or at blendedsense.io. See you next week.